On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how an ABG can be fine-tuned using ventilator settings. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Nurse Dose podcast. I am Sean, your host and founder of nursedose.org. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how ventilator settings can be used to fine-tune ABGs, and there are only a couple of settings that we're going to be worried about. One that's a little complicated at the end, but um, it's super easy to understand and stuff that I think that y'all can incorporate into your practice to kind of give those um, recommendations that we can uh, get our patients back into a normal pH, normal CO2 um, on uh, some of these more complex patients that we have. If y'all have any questions over this episode, feel free to follow me on Instagram at nursedoseofficial and send me a DM. I've also started a uh, TikTok, uh, it's just a nurse dose. And that's actually gotten a pretty good following. So um, if you don't follow me there, go ahead and give me a follow there as well. And finally, if you get anything out of this episode at all, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a follow and a rating on iTunes and Spotify. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. So if you get anything out of this, a great way to give back is to just give me a like or a follow. And so on to the content for this episode um, like I said in the beginning, this is going to be over the ventilator settings that can help you fine-tune your ABGs. And now just to be clear, this is only going to work with ABGs where the respiratory component is the main factor in the pH. Um, it will not work with uh, metabolic, like acidosis or alkalosis. You can compensate for it, but if your bicarb is low, you cannot go and try and blow off more CO2 to decrease your, your pH. It, it doesn't work that way. You have to address the metabolic component to effectively treat the patient. And now also this is only going to work with patients that are fully ventilated. Um, this isn't going to work with patients who are on like CPAP mode or SIMV. Um, you have to have complete control of the ventilation. So that means complete control of rate and volume. So of course your ideal patient with these are going to be those who are paralyzed. But if you have someone who is very sedated to where they are just riding the ventilator, then these techniques will work out and it will show some improvement to your ABGs. So let's first talk about somebody who is in respiratory acidosis. So your pH is going to be low, lower than 7.3, and you are going to have a high CO2 on your ABG. So this is classic respiratory acidosis. And usually the problem with these patients are they are not blowing off enough CO2. So this is something that you have to kind of get in your head and you have to get the correlation with blowing off CO2 and just hearing that phrase should kind of give you a hint as to what you can do with the ventilator settings or what your doctor can do with the ventilator settings in order to blow off CO2. Um, so the first thing that you can do, so the whole basis of this is going to be increasing minute ventilation. And that's how much you ventilate, you know, 
per minute. And so what are some ways that you can increase the amount of air going through your lungs, through the ventilator every minute? So the first thing you can do is increase your respiratory rate. Um, so if you are seeing that your CO2 is rising and you have a rate of 12, um, a pretty standard thing to do is to increase the rate. Um, so that's probably the first step to doing that is you're going to increase the rate. And with that, you're going to increase your minute ventilation just because you're getting more breaths within that minute. And so the next thing would be if you are already kind of topped out with your rate or your provider is uh, to the point where they don't feel comfortable going up on the rate anymore, the next thing that you can look at is your tidal volume. And your tidal volume, there's some specific uh, formulas that you can use to actually get the ideal um, tidal volume for your patient. But usually what uh, we look at is to have anywhere between six and eight milliliters per kilogram of uh, tidal volume for a given patient. But something that you have to remember is that this is taking into account the patient's ideal body weight. So it might not necessarily be the body weight that they are currently, um, and it's gonna be their ideal body weight for their height. So if you have a really obese patient, you're not going to be giving them a huge tidal volume because of their you know, increased weight. You're gonna be giving them the tidal volume that is normal for their height because as you become obese, your lungs aren't going to get bigger. Your lungs kind of fit into your rib cage, which doesn't really expand with you getting bigger and bigger, if that makes sense. So it's very important to remember that these calculations are done with ideal body weight. Otherwise, you could cause barotrauma and actually injure the patient and give them a pneumo. So like I said, we're going to go between six and eight um, milliliters per kilogram and um, you're going to go on the high range of that if your CO2 is actually really high and you don't want to mess with your rate. And that is the basic process of how we mess with ABGs by messing with the ventilator. And to combat respiratory alkalosis, you just do the same thing but opposite. So this is when your CO2 is going to be lower um, so what you would do is either decrease the rate or decrease the tidal volume because you want to reduce minute ventilation. And something else that can really cause this is when your patient is under sedated and they are themselves blowing off more CO2 and kind of like hyperventilating and they're getting all that CO2 out of it. So another thing that you want to look at if they are not completely ventilator dependent is making sure that your sedation is adequate. There's also supposedly some kind of formula that you can use to actually get either the rate or tidal volume um, that you should be putting the patient on to get a specific pH or to get a specific change in the pH. Um, this almost seems like magic to me. I don't know exactly what the formula is, and I think it's a little out of scope for this podcast, but it's pretty crazy to see some of these doctors use it, and they're like, okay, we'll change the rate by 2 um, and I bet in one hour, the ABG will go from 7.25 to 7.35. And it's crazy how accurate it is because there's this one doctor that I used to work with who could get it right on the dot. And it was just amazing. But uh, I think that'll bring us into our last topic. And this is going to be the more advanced thing, something that I don't see people use too often and is 
probably something that I would use only as a last resort and something that I've seen people use as a last resort when either mixing up the title volume or rate really helps things. Uh, this last thing, which is I to E ratio, is something that we can use to also blow off or reserve CO2. And the I to E ratio is the ratio between inspiratory and expiratory phases. And so what your normal IDE ratio is, it's normally one to two. So let's say for every uh, one second you breathe in, you're going to breathe out for two seconds, right? So that's going to be your normal. And so a more favorable IDE ratio for blowing off CO2 would be something where the expiratory time is higher than that of the normal ratio. So something like one to four or even higher than that uh, will favor CO2 clearance and like a better ventilation altogether. And then of course a ratio that is going to favor holding on to CO2 is going to be that of a ratio that has less of an expiratory phase than that of the normal, which is the normal is one to two. So you would want a ratio that is one to like 1.5 or even one to one where you have the same time for inspiratory as for expiratory. And so that's just a, another little tool that you can use or you can recommend when trying to fix these ABGs because I know a lot of them are very stubborn and sometimes just changing the rate or changing the title volume won't help. So this is something that you can recommend and um, something that could really help the patient uh, with some of these more complex situations. But anyways, guys, that's pretty much it that I have for you today. Um, I hope y'all got something out of this. I know the I to E ratio is something that I most recently have begun utilizing in my practice and um, have seen some good results with it when we've had some stubborn ABGs. Um, so like I said, if y'all have any questions, feel free to add me on Instagram, at uh, nursedoseofficial, send me a DM, follow me on TikTok, at nursedose, and uh, yeah, get, uh, if y'all wouldn't mind giving me a like or a follow on Spotify, um, iTunes, anywhere that you watch or listen to your podcasts, that is greatly appreciated. Um, I recently had a little bit of an issue with Spotify and lost all the followers that I had. Um, so if you previously followed me, make sure you are still following me um, because it might have dropped off. Um, anyways, I'm going to be trying doing these shorter episodes weekly. That is my goal um, from now on. So um, stay tuned for more episodes. Um, but thanks for listening and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.